you know, I really like the idea of relationships per se, but they're fucking hard, man. I mean, a lot of us have our greatest traumas and struggles and heartbreak in relationships, but at the same time, it's also where we have the greatest opportunity for growth and expansion. Hi, friends. Welcome to Sex and Spirituality. I'm your host, Lauren Kaliti. Thanks for joining me today. I feel like I have not recorded in a hot minute, to be honest. (laughs) It's maybe been about a week, but it feels like a long time. I've been doing some interviews and just collabing, and I want to know what you prefer. Do you prefer my solo episodes, or do you prefer interviews and when I have guests on the show? I am looking to have a couple more people on in the next few months. And I want to know what you want to hear. Would you like to hear more episodes around sex? Would you like to hear more episodes around spirituality, mental health? Lately, I've been doing a lot on relationships and dating. Those are some of my favorite topics to cover, but I want to cater to what you want to hear. It's almost coming up a year doing the show, so that's really exciting. I started last September. My goal was to reach 10,000 listeners. I'm currently almost at 8,000, so I don't know if we'll get there, but I'm trying to not be super hard on myself because I tend to have quite the struggle with self-comparison. So I'm coming at you today. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. If you're a new listener, then most likely not, but welcome. Um, I'm coming at you today with kind of a heavy heart. I have not been feeling great lately. The last week or two, my mental health has really been suffering and I've been having a lot of passing suicidal ideation, if I'm being honest. And today I was kind of like, do I need to go into the hospital? Do I need to go to my psychiatrist? Like, what do I need to do? Because I cannot keep feeling so fatigued and depressed and unmotivated, uninspired. It's really just not a cute look. And It's starting to take a toll on my relationship with my boyfriend where I feel like at this point, I don't know how not to be toxic. And the only bad thing in the relationship kind of feels like me. So I kind of use that as a catalyst to just sabotage the relationship and take my frustrations out on him. And oftentimes we do take our at our anger, for lack of a better word, on the people closest to us because we know that they will they will take it. And I never want to be that type of person. So I don't know. I think a lot of my BPD stuff has been creeping up lately. So I wanted to talk about it because I don't think I have an entire episode dedicated to borderline personality disorder. So let me know if you would like to hear more videos on splitting and the complications of living with BPD, symptoms, causes, treatment, diagnosis, whatever. Um, So I've been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. It's not something I talk about often because it's a diagnosis that comes with a lot of shame and a lot of stigma (laughs) and a lot of self-blame for me. And the BPD that I have particularly is quiet BPD and having quiet borderline personality disorder, which for those who are not familiar is 
in the personality disorders section of the DSM-5, cluster B personality disorders. And this quiet BPD, it falls under the same category as general generalized BPD, but it means rather you direct your mood swings and behaviors inward rather than outward. And it's been hard living with BPD. I notice it to be more prevalent at certain times than others, but I also have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and dysthymia, anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and just so many other things that it's just this big clusterfuck. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to call myself. And the label doesn't particularly matter. It's more so I tell people to go by how they feel. But um, for me, quiet borderline is especially hard because just like high functioning depression, people with quiet BPD seem high functioning on the outside, but on the inside, they are still often dealing with extreme bouts of shame and self-loathing fear of abandonment, mood swings, obsessive emotional attachment to others, and many more debilitating symptoms. And I wanted to just talk about how borderline personality disorder can affect relationships. Because I have the insight, I have the self-awareness, but sometimes it's, it's still a challenge, right? We can have all the knowledge and the information, but if we don't follow through with it and apply it, then education to an extent can kind of be pointless. I don't want to say pointless, but we can scratch our ass with the wisdom we have if we're not going to uh, follow through and listen to our own advice. So let's talk about it. Um, People with borderline personality disorder often have rocky relationships, both romantic and platonic. Romantic relationships, however, present a unique set of challenges uh, for people with BPD and their partners. And I have been on the receiving end of dating someone that was borderline and I myself, so I can kind of speak to both perspectives. And symptoms of BPD can cause constant changes in emotions. Can be very frustrating and I get easily overwhelmed. I've been so um, overwhelmed the last few days and weeks because my boyfriend and I have been having very challenging, difficult, uncomfortable, and awkward conversations because I have to kind of make a decision in the next month or two that will impact the rest of my life. So it's been a lot. It's been really stressful to say the least. And on top of not having a job, anxiety provoking. And on top of that, I have to pay like thousands and thousands of dollars for my school loans now and I haven't worked the last 10 months so it's just starting to take a toll and I don't know if my depression is getting triggered because I recently started birth control I'm sure that the hormone changes have something to do with it but I digress so for example a person with BPD I'm just gonna say BPD from now on or borderline Um, It might be affectionate and and doting, but within a few days or hours, their emotional state may switch. I go from being infatuated and crazy in love with my boyfriend to within a matter of hours or days to just feeling smothered, overwhelmed, like I don't want a relationship anymore. And this is known as splitting. Um, it, It happens sometimes twice a week. Sometimes it happens twice a day where 
I want to get married. And then the next second, I just don't want to be in a relationship. And I am thinking about breaking up with my boyfriend. And I know it's not rational. Um, it just leads me to push away my partner after it's like this push and pull, right? Um, dance pursuer thing after trying to draw my boyfriend closer. So, um, I've heard that with treatment and continual support, people with BPD can have successful relationships. I am kind of going through this now where in the beginning years of my life, I really resonated with depression and anxiety. And then 21, I really resonated with an eating disorder and PTSD. And in the last year, I've been resonating a lot more with borderline personality disorder. So I'm kind of learning how to navigate that and seeing what is the best treatment and way to approach this as I take on and tackle this new diagnosis. And borderline personality is a condition that affects the way a person processes everyday reactions and emotions. People with BPD often, not all the time, but are impulsive and emotionally unstable. Your girl right here, that describes me in three words. <laughs> they might have intense episodes of anger, anxiety, and depression, and these episodes can last several hours and be followed by a more stable period. For me, this has been extremely confusing on top of a bipolar disorder diagnosis. I'm like, is it my borderline? Is it my bipolar? Is it just the weather? Like, is it something I ate? I don't fucking know. So <laughs> it can be very difficult and challenging to know where the thoughts, emotions, behaviors, psychosomatic symptoms are generating from. And these episodes we go through could last several days, weeks, months, and negatively affect our work, our relationships, and our overall health. Um, people with BPD are especially prone to self-injurious behavior, accidents, and fights. And suicide is also more common among people with BPD or attempts. Another way to understand how a person with BPD experiences life is to realize they have a more difficult time returning to an emotional baseline, right? So when something exciting or positive happens, we might experience greater joy for longer, but the opposite is also true. If something bad also happens, we might have trouble bouncing back. And, and I think a lot of people with BPD, because of the nature of the diagnosis, most likely brought on by prolonged CPTSD or trauma, um, we do tend to be highly sensitive people and empaths. So it's just the perfect storm, right? And for friends and family members and potential partners of someone with BPD, these emotional peaks and valleys could seem chaotic, uh, which often lead to very intense conflict-filled relationships. I do have a, a history of unstable relationships, which I take a lot of responsibility for. It's not always our partner sometimes, right? It's always a dance. It's always 50-50. So I'm just creating this episode, I guess, as to educate and inform the general public and people. I used to have a stigma against BPD. I used to think people with BPD were just manipulative and controlling and narcissistic. And then the tables turned and I realized that this is not the case. Always, I guess sometimes it is, right? Just like people with depression could be assholes. Uh, 
your diagnosis doesn't make you a bad person. Also doesn't make you a good person. It's just, it is what it is. It's neutral. So I want to admit that I know that a romantic relationship with someone like me, with someone with a mental health disorder or diagnosis of BPD can be stormy. And it's not uncommon to experience a great deal of turmoil and dysfunction. God have mercy on my boyfriend. Sometimes he's just so mature and healthy that it makes me sick. I'm like, how are you so calm right now? Like, just fight with me. And I think that's the fearful, insecure child, scared ego part of me. But at the same time, people with BPD can be exceptionally caring and compassionate and affectionate. And in fact, some people find this level of devotion from a partner pleasant. A person with BPD may also uh, be very physical and eager to spend a lot of time with their partner. Everyone's different. I'm more avoidant. I'm more, uh, I don't love physicality. I don't particularly enjoy being touched, (laughs) but it depends on my mood, right? I tend to be all or nothing. And a lot of people, a lot of us with BPD can have that black and white thinking. And at the same time, people with BPD can be very sensitive, especially to abandonment or rejection or uh, perceived, right? It's all about perception, perceived abandonment. Many are hyper-focused on the assumption or the expectation, the signs that a romantic partner isn't happy or might leave them. So when a person with BPD senses a shift, whether that be in their partner's feelings, real or imagined, we tend to emotionally and immediately at times withdraw. We can become very angry and hurt over something a person without BPD may not react to. And this can sometimes become obsessive, right? So these emotional switchbacks can be difficult to handle. And sometimes they can lead to uncomfortable scenes, whether that be in private or public. Um, The impulsive behavior of a person with BPD also might put someone at risk too, depending on if they're more implosive, if they're more explosive. I have quiet borderline. I mean, I resonate with that label. I tend to date a lot of people that had um, more outward aggression rather than inward. And that being said, now that I'm in a loving relationship, the stability of a partner might have a great positive effect on the emotional sensitivities that people with BPD experience. And it requires a great deal of work from both partners, but I'd like to believe that long-term relationships and even marriage is possible and sustainable with people who have borderline. So let's talk about how BPD affects your relationships if you have it. The most common BPD behaviors and symptoms could be detrimental to any relationship, familial, platonic, romantic. If you are diagnosed with a condition, you most likely know this already. I don't have to tell you. And people with BPD are more likely to have many romantic relationships that are often short-lived. My longest relationship was two years. And they've all of my relationships have been pretty intense, right? I have 
experienced this pattern, this dynamic where after maybe six months to a year of dating someone, I up and leave because things feel threatening. They seem too deep, too intimate. So I do something where I abandon first before I am left. And the short-lived relationships could be because you purposely break off the relationship in fear that your partner might do it first, like I did. It could also be because your partner was uncomfortable facing so much difficulty. Uh, For me also, just side note, a lot of my relationships have been abusive, so that added to the dysfunction as well, right? It's important to know, though, that you can have a healthy relationship despite whatever's going on. And I like to say that treatment and a strong support network has helped me to stay afloat and helps most people find stability in their emotional state and in their relationships. I don't know if treatment can quote-unquote cure BPD, but the most common treatments for living with borderline to cope with the symptoms and react in ways that aren't as harmful to ourselves and our partner include therapy. DBT, dialectic behavior therapy, is commonly used with people who have BPD. I'm going to look deeper into this because I've been wanting to do DBT for a long time. It's just that where I live on Long Island in New York, it's very, very expensive. Uh, DBT is often done in a group setting and I've tried to have it done individually and then it always goes back to just CBT or talk therapy which served a purpose back in the day but now I don't find to be extraordinarily helpful. So in DBT a therapist will help you to learn to respond to emotional situations with proper judgment and reason, right? Um, We go over emotion regulation, mindfulness, and things like that to reduce the dichotomous thinking, uh, the belief that everything is black and white that so many people with BPD have. Another one is medication. There's no medication that can necessarily treat BPD. I'm not a doctor. I'm just going off of my own experience and research, but antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs, and antipsychotics can treat some of the symptoms. And obviously, if you are feeling suicidal or exhibiting symptoms of self-harm, then hospitalization might be necessary for a partial hospitalization, intensive outpatient. We've got to find what works for us. Everyone is unique and different in their experience. So making a relationship work when someone has VPD Um, If you or your partner, rather, let me say this, have BPD, you can find ways to cope with the cycles, just like seasons, right, that the condition causes to build a stronger, more resilient connection. So the ways to improve relationships that are impacted by mental health challenges or BPD is to learn about it. Psychoeducation. Part of caring for a partner with BPD is understanding what they are experiencing. Uh, Understanding the level of emotional disorder they experience can help you to respond in a way that protects you from additional chaos. Also seeking professional help, therapy, obviously helps people with BPD learn to better process emotions and events that upset them, but it's equally 
as important to say that partners of people with BPD can also greatly benefit from therapy. A professional can help you as a partner understand how to react, understand and be supportive, even couples therapy. You know, I love couples therapy. <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth so slow. I'm, I'm delayed here. Also offering general emotional support. Someone with BPD often struggles with a lot of angst and self-hatred and can feel very isolated because of their past. A lot of people with BPD have histories of abuse or trauma, interpersonal usually. So by offering your partner understanding and patience, it's very possible to make the situation better or just for them to become more inquisitive and have more useful coping skills and behaviors. So I'm going to wrap this up here by saying that people with BPD are not bad people and people with BPD can have very loving personalities, very caring, very compassionate and healthy relationships. It takes work and lifelong challenges might come and go, but I think it's possible to develop a treatment plan, to work with your partner, to get help, to address the symptoms that can often be damaging on not just your relationship, right, but yourself. It all comes back to us. So yeah, I think that's all I want to say. Let me know if you want to hear more episodes and, and shows on borderline personality disorder. I'm not an expert at this. Um, most of my studies and my work are around trauma and domestic violence and not so much particular mental health diagnoses, although I would say I'm an expert in depression because I've been living with it basically my entire life. Um, but I'm right there with you. A lot of people that experience BPD have other comorbid disorders and co-occurring, whether it be substance abuse, eating disorders, and the like. So let me know what you want to hear episodes on, body dysmorphia, anything. I'm about it. And as we are approaching August, I'm going to do some series on alternative relationships because it's alternative August. It's also anal August. So maybe I'll do an episode on that. I'm not a pro in anal sex by any means, <laughs> but we'll talk about it more in August. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll end it there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm actually attending a borderline support group today at three o'clock. So if you would like a free online support group, check out Support Group Central. I'll try and link it in the show notes. They have free virtual uh, therapy groups and I'm really enjoying them. So I'm going to get on with my day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And I thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.